We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Hubhopper Originals. One of the things that we made sure we did when we were starting out was some people tend to pick this up a little later once the podcast catches some steam, right? Uh, but we, right from the get-go, we had a website and um, we made sure we were um, kind of visible on uh, at least the popular two or three social media platforms because that's where most of my guests and their followers lived, right? Uh, especially because I was closely working with travelers and travel bloggers. That made sense. So made sure that we were on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we had a website, we had an email, and uh, through the website and the email, um, through a simple contact form, people uh, who wanted to reach to uh, reach out to us, they had that uh, ability to reach out to us. Welcome to the Podcasting University. Looking for help on starting your own podcast? Then this is the place to be. We will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible. Listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week. You can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Podcasting University. This is Dilip, your host, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest. Now, one of the things on my bucket list is traveling and exploring the beauty of our country. But before I go on a trip like that, I ensure that I've spent enough time researching the place, its surroundings, and how to get there, etc., etc. I'm sure a lot of few people who like to travel will also do that. Now, what if you could get all of that information by plugging in your headphones? What if you could be a guide to thousands of such people who like to travel? If you are somebody who likes traveling and would like to talk to the world about traveling, then this episode is for you. Today's guest on our show is a couple who are based out of Bangalore, Faza, a software engineer, and Saif, a project manager. This podcast is their passion project. And... It is a timeless audio catalogue of places and experience in India, not just the popular ones that everybody have in their bucket list, but also some of the very less travelled and hidden gems in our country. You can listen to fun conversations as travellers share their experiences, tips and recommendations as they together explore the history, culture and the people of these places. Welcome Saif and Feza from the Musafir Stories, the most popular travel podcast in India. 
Unfortunately, Faiza could not join us because she was unwell when we recorded this episode. So Saif will be pitching in for her as well. But before we get on to the conversation, a quick word for the sponsors of this episode. This episode is sponsored by Blue Microphones. One of the essentials of a good podcast is a good microphone. If you are in the market looking for a good microphone to take your podcast to the next level, then I would recommend checking out the amazing range of Blue Microphones. The Blue Yeti mic is one of the favorites of most podcasters, including me. Thanks to the Blue Voice technology, it records audio with studio quality at home. And with its multiple recording settings, it is one of the most flexible mics you will come across. Be it solo recordings, interviews, or group recording, the Blue Yeti can get all of it done with ease. Blue microphones are now available in India on the Amazon website. You can also click the link in the description or visit www.community.hubhopper.com to check out their amazing range of USB microphones. And with that, let's get on to the conversation with Saif from the Musafir Stories. Hi Saif, welcome to the Podcasting University. Thanks for accepting the invite and uh, it's it's going to be a fun joy interacting with you and understanding more about the Musafir Stories. Thank you Dilip, the pleasure is all mine. I mean, we've been like in touch for a while, but uh, yeah, happy to be uh, <laughs> talking to you in a more of a, a little bit of a formal capacity, I think, right. but yeah, <laughs> glad we're doing this. Right. You know, I've been planning for it for some time and, uh, you know, considering that uh, your podcast is one of the first uh, podcasts from India that I started listening to, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been planning to talk to you more about uh, the Musafir stories and understand for some time. And this just gave me an opportunity to do that. So, you know, I'm sure it is going to be fun. Great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and yeah, it's been great, uh, like being um, associated all these years also through our uh, constant meetups and all of that in Bangalore. Uh, so yeah, happy right. to chat about uh, whatever you're looking about the podcast. I mean, you probably know quite a bit in, uh, in terms of uh, us having discussed it uh, informally, but yeah, happy to kind of put that out to a larger audience as well. Right. Thanks a lot, Seth. So Seth, before we start, I know what Musafir Stories is, but then I want, uh, you know, you to give us a brief about what Musafir Stories are and how it all started and how did you get into this podcasting uh, thing? Yeah, definitely. So I'll probably start in the reverse order of the questions you asked. So how I started uh, getting into podcasting, <laughs> right? So um, I was based for a while in the US, right? I, I did my master's there and I was working there also for a while. And um, usually when you're by yourself, you have a lot of free time on hand. And that's when like during my commutes and my workouts and uh, just doing uh, d- during I uh, doing my usual chores and stuff like that, laundry. I, I never used to cook, but <laughs> laundry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts, right? and uh, travel used to be one of the genres I used to enjoy as well. One, uh, it simply gives you to kind of it gives you that opportunity to get transported to a different place and time uh, right. through the uh, I guess through the voice and the words of somebody else and at the same time it's also kind of creating an imagery for you right of uh, how the place is what they saw what they observed and stuff like that so I really enjoyed that and uh, the biggest thing I enjoyed about podcasting was that uh, it's very very um, I guess a passive medium right you don't really have to uh, Mm. be actively engaged looking at a screen or uh, 
fiddling around with the uh, say buttons or the controls and stuff like that uh, unlike say a video or even text for that matter right you have even if you're reading right. something firstly i can't read while i'm uh, commuting <laughs> that's a big, uh, big uh, downside to it but yeah uh, that way i really enjoyed podcasting as a medium and i was a big big listener of uh, podcasts and uh, travel podcasts uh, happened to be one of my favorite genres also and uh, yeah. it so happened that uh, as i kind of moved back to india and as i was still digging and uh, trying to find more content uh, more so locally now given that uh, uh, i was in a different setup that's when i realized that there's a big big gap in terms of podcasting and um, just local content right uh, there's nothing mm-hmm. to an indian audience so right. it just literally was a whim that i thought okay it'd be a good idea to actually uh, try and give this a shot myself um, and this is uh, travel was especially an area i thought there was a gap in uh, as with a lot of other things as well uh, right. i thought we should definitely go after this and obviously um, i by myself uh, I was motivated, but uh, I didn't have the courage to do this myself alone because one, I'm not a, uh, as much as uh, uh, others would uh, like to argue, but I'm uh, very much of an introvert. I don't e- uh, easily kind of engage in uh, social conversations. I think it's just in these days that you see me a lot uh, <laughs> setting up these meetups and all of that, but otherwise I'm usually quite reclusive and uh, stay to myself right and uh, that's why i need right. a partner in crime and uh, we were newly married at the time uh, faiza my co-host um, unfortunately she couldn't be on today she had to uh, take a little bit of a rain check because uh, her, she's under the weather a little bit uh, but yeah she i found a good partner in crime because she's a great conversationalist right and uh, okay. you need somebody to kind of be your wingman or wingwoman uh, to kind of help you out right. in the situation so um, and uh, like i said we were uh, just married that time so it uh, also sounded like a good bonding exercise to me so it right. like uh, came uh, it came about that uh, about like that just out of the whim and um, we kind of decided that yeah, obviously because we both of us were not as well traveled or hadn't like even explored india that much uh, we thought mm-hmm. that it would make more uh, most sense if we had somebody who's actually traveled who's or who's a local or say a travel right. blogger or somebody who does this like uh, say full time close to full time or does this like seriously uh, right uh, mm-hmm. somebody like that because mm-hmm. uh, as much as the breadth we also wanted to get into the depth of it right um, there's only a few ways that you could say oh this place is beautiful right you could right. it in so many ways but beyond that you have to have uh, some substance to that so that's how it started we started reaching out to these um, Uh, the traveling uh, the travelers community i would say uh, more more so focused on travel bloggers travel writers and locals of that place and uh, okay. we used to have these um, pretty informal conversations right pretty much on these lines but they would be focused on a place they would be focused on an itinerary um and uh, just uh, going about that uh, like somebody would uh, reach out to you and ask before they're traveling to a place about your experience if you have traveled to that right place. so right. that's how yeah. it started the idea was to keep it light uh, keep it easy on the year and uh, keep it easy for anybody who's interested um, in knowing about a place or just about exploring india in general right so that was the idea right. and uh, that's my long winded answer to your couple <laughs> of questions as to what musafir stories is and how it was started Very interesting, and I like that bonding exercise, uh, you know, piece that you mentioned. And you know, I, I think uh, when you're co-hosting with uh, somebody else, it is important that the two of you have that same kind of frequency or 
you know, same kind of interest so that in order for that conversation to look natural and to give that uh, engagement to your, uh, to as in to your audience, that feeling of engagement to your audience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we um, certainly didn't know this while we were starting off, but um, at some level, Faza and I kind of complement each other because uh, she's quite outspoken. She's a great conversation starter or conversationalist also for that matter, mm-hmm. if that's a thing. But yeah, uh, basically, she's good at making conversations and all of that. So um, whereas I was the little more reclusive one, needed a little more nudging. So that way it kind of made uh, balanced each other out because right. we both were not vying for the uh, ear space right we were not like fighting right. against each other so we would fill in nicely whenever uh, one or the other had to pitch in um, and yeah it gives uh, also keeps uh, from the conversation becoming monotonous right if it's just uh, two people I mean uh, obviously if you're doing a monologue just you speaking by yourself that's the most difficult one but even between two people if um, say you're not getting the right segues or if you're not asking the right pointed questions sometimes you need help and that's why right. if uh, you have a co-host to kind of help you out there it's easy to share load more than anything that's that's how right. i thought and that's how it's worked out well it definitely needs that chemistry yeah, yeah. and i completely agree and I, the chemistry that you're talking about and that's quite visible in the and in most of your shows and in a lot of the other successful uh you know shows which have two people hosting it i've seen that if that chemistry is good, then that show, as in there is a sense of engagement that I get uh, from that show. And it's something that can make or break a, a, a co-hosting podcast. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think, uh, just to add one final bit to it, uh, in lo- a lot of these times, right, um, this is something that comes across naturally, right? Uh, you may try to script it, but uh, it clearly shows. So what I feel right. is, to some extent, it will also be very natural. So that's why I said, uh, usually like complementing personalities they kind of tend to get together and have that um, uh, chemistry better but yeah it right. might change. Uh, it's just my personal experience i'm speaking of right so the two of you i understand is doing as in into podcasting as just as a side hustle in addition to whatever full-time jobs you guys are doing so uh how how are you juggling both of these things what are the things that you keep in mind just to ensure that you're not lose, losing focus on either one of that and uh, you know, not losing out on uh, maybe uh, giving podcasting uh, you know a second priority, and maybe you know skipping some of the episodes, not recording. So, how do you manage both of these things? Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a challenge, and uh, like you rightly said, right? This is uh, always this has always been a passion project for us. Uh, something mm-hmm. just the two of us keenly enjoy and like i said at the beginning it's been a little bit of a bonding exercise while we started out like three and a half four years ago now um it's kind of kept on touch wood uh, mostly because uh one um obviously having a co-host helps in terms that uh you have each other to egg on right whenever mm. one is a little low or whenever one feels um not as motivated you have the other one to kind of push you on um then secondly you also have uh, sharing of duties and responsibilities right that way uh, it, you don't feel overwhelmed a lot of the time because that's what uh, you risk of, uh, with these passion projects right a lot right. of things come up and uh, it, this kind of becomes difficult to give time to and uh, that's how they lose focus so thankfully for us uh, like having a co-host has kind of uh, helped that to a certain extent and beyond that i would also say that um, just the uh, it might be just with our case with the podcast uh, topic that we have uh, selected that um, each time we are talking to a new 
new person a new guest right. and also mm-hmm. about a new place right uh, so even though we're talking right. about travel and um, structurally it might be about uh, same or similar things uh, there is always the freshness in terms of uh, hearing a new voice a new perspective and also right. a new place right so that keeps us interesting even in terms of uh, say while doing research for the topic right uh, you're looking up a new place uh, sometimes you're just blown away by some of the things that about the place so there's always a little bit of surprise there as well which is necessary to kind of keep you um, moving and pushing you through um, the difficult phases i guess when you are finding it tough to give the podcast enough time so those right. are, i guess some combination of those factors is kind of help us out and uh, thankfully we have been able to push on there have been instances where um, like things have come up and we have had to give this a uh, little bit of a back seat uh, mm-hmm. but yeah the hope and the aim is to keep this um, going on as much as possible right those kind of breaks or uh, gaps are normal till the time you're not fully into it or you know this is not a source of income for you because you know this is always going to be that uh, second priority and uh, when you prioritize a lot of the other things in in life including you know your full time job at times there can be situations where that there is a break but i think that is something that is part and parcel of this uh, as in this this project that we are doing right yeah most definitely and um, i guess there, there is a couple of ways to get around it one is to uh, say record in seasons right that then you have mm-hmm. a little- for much needed break one to reboot the other is also to kind of reset priorities a little bit um and uh, like focus on other important things also uh, but uh, for us we've tried to keep this going even though in terms of our recording and all of that it perhaps follows the pattern of uh, season uh, just mm-hmm. in terms of releasing because we kind of go and uh, record in bursts right so we record for say right. months and then for a couple of months we don't record and stuff like that um it does i mean life happens right you never know sometimes right. uh, you don't expect happen workloads go up uh, other things get added on to your plate there's uh, new things happening all the time so uh, it's difficult that's why that's where i guess this passion and motivation that pitches in because if you're interested in it it's almost like going to the gym right if you want to right um say uh, have a certain sort of sort of a lifestyle and if you want to like remain fit and all of that you kind of somehow find uh, motivation to go to the gym every morning so it's something like that uh, I but i guess uh, just in a different setup yeah right right and and that that's a very nice step as in the you know recording as well, or producing your episodes uh, publishing it in seasons that's yeah. a very nice step for people who were not able to uh, you know kind of uh, give these kind of projects the time that it needs and for people like us you know it's a good thing as in it's a good idea to record it in seasons and maybe you know give that each of those seasons a different flavor and then release it accordingly nice that's yeah. a good tip yeah so uh safe yours was uh, and from what i know as in from what i've researched uh, yours was probably the first travel podcast as in based out of india as in from an indian perspective uh i'm sure when you started off uh, you you didn't have an audience you didn't know how to reach out to but how did you manage to get your first audience for your uh, show um again we didn't focus as much on the audience at that point in time when we started out the lip um mm-hmm. the focus had been more on actually getting the guests right because uh, honestly uh, that was a bigger challenge at that time like explaining to people like what a podcast is what the right. benefit or uh, why somebody should be on the podcast and do a podcast right so that was the bigger right. challenge at that time so uh 
initially when we started out the listenership and uh, how the listenership would be it was um secondary it didn't really take the main focus our idea was let's put out a few episodes out there first because mm-hmm. that's what will drive listenership right so let's focus on that right. first and perhaps once we start um or we once we get to a certain level then we can incrementally improve on the quality and uh, at the same time start focusing on how to like reach out to more people more listeners how to get the word out and all of that um so it didn't uh, like when we started we didn't care about it as much and i would um, kind of honestly give that same advice to anybody who's starting out uh, mm-hmm. i know it's important to have um say an audience in mind when you're creating content um okay. but let no but let not just numbers and downloads and listens just not those be the core focus especially when you're starting out right 6 months down the line or whatever maybe then starting uh, deep diving into it um, because mm-hmm. before that it doesn't make too much uh, sense also it's you're playing with a really small sample uh, given that uh, the audience kind of especially for podcasting it builds up slowly over time so no right. point kind of breaking your head early on so try and focus on uh, getting your act together uh, i think it's a good um, good time also right because you don't have too many people so uh, you're not running that risk of uh, say pissing the audience off by putting something that either is not up to the mark or is not in line with the objective of the podcast that you've set out with and all of that so experimentation you have a lot more um, leeway for experimentation at the beginning so focus on that focus on getting the core of the podcast right um mm-hmm. then as you kind of focus and improve on things incrementally you can start looking a little bit more in terms of listenership uh what the patterns are etc and perhaps then you can focus on yes this is uh, these sort of episodes are working versus what's not working and all of that you could kind of make that analysis then focusing mm-hmm. on uh, audience too early with a limited sample doesn't work it uh, mm-hmm. very useful as what i've seen no I, you're right as in a lot of times uh, people get demotivated by looking at analytics and then and that that happens with a lot of these projects where there is some amount of effort required you know, you have uh, you're looking at some kind of a return and when it comes to podcasts uh, you know your expectation is for people to listen to it and when you don't see that happening initially when you look at the analytics there's a tendency for people to kind of quit and i think you know that's that's one of the biggest problems in uh, you know podcasting yeah uh, i think that's why i feel uh, especially with um, the kind of uh, i mean in all honesty podcasting is still somewhat of a slow medium right compared to right. youtube or um, say the hyper uh, fast we have we have uh, platforms like tiktok and what not these days right compared right. to all those it's a very slow medium it's not everybody's cup of tea right not everybody likes listening to podcasts especially if they're like say 20 30 40 minute long podcast um, not mm-hmm. a lot of people will enjoy listening to it or it just might not be uh, made for their taste right uh, it's not your right. ideal listener so uh, that's why i say like just don't break your head beyond, behind that start off with looking at yourself as an audience and uh, at mm. least be honest to yourself and put out content that you would listen to right uh, start with right. start with yourself and then slowly the brand and the travel go the uh, listener base will grow uh, because whatever content you put out uh, there is a small number of people who who will have uh, right or taste and um, uh, say preferences like you do so there will always be that number um it's it's just that like different genres have uh, say for something for cricket or uh, something like bollywood it might 
be liked and listened to by a lot 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 more people as right. as against something say like foreign policy right not everybody's cup of right. tea but right. the advantage is you have that uh, the not the advantage the aim should be to build up a loyal listenership there right so that should be the focus whoever that right. listener is that ideal listener is try to focus on him it might be uh, a handful it might be in the thousands whatever it is but just focus on him or her and then uh, continue to put out content that kind of uh, goes in line with that right i agree yeah uh so you know coming back to the musaffar story so uh you know when when it it comes to deciding on your guests uh reaching out to them as in what is how do you what is the process that you follow as in where do you find your guests how do you approach them and how do you go about uh you know doing that outreach yeah the the podcast has completely been like uh um a child of the internet i would say right <laughs> i think it's only right. the power of the internet that all of this has been made possible right from uh, say just producing and distributing the podcast to even like reaching out to people like because a lot of these people are uh, complete strangers to me right uh, one right faz and i like i said we are complete outsiders to the travel blogging or the travel writing sphere even we are not a part of that right so we knew nobody uh but it's just that the uh, power of the internet that uh, we reached out and people were uh, nice and kind enough and uh, uh i guess they were reciprocating right to reaching out us reaching out they were willing to experiment so those things kind of worked in our favor and uh, back in the day like uh, especially when we started out it would only be kind of even now to a large extent it's based on what mm-hmm the places the kind of place and experience we like so it's a little right. bit of a selfish motive there but uh, uh that's how it would start off like uh, places we like or people whose work we like right uh, there's uh, certain uh, writers and bloggers that we usually followed uh, like looked up to for uh, recommendations or videos or whatever uh, before traveling right. to place and pay- things like that so uh, reaching out to people like that uh, obviously like uh, at the beginning it's a lot more a lot more ha- harder right like i said explaining the medium what the benefits are who we are for the first um, firstly right because we were right. we are nobodies even now uh, but even back then like at least we had now we have a body of work to show right this is how the an episode like sounds like these are the people who have right. been on the podcast etc back then it was like literally nobody and um, i think uh, hats off and uh, we're always grateful to those uh, initial few who kind of signed up for this right they agreed to kind of experiment and uh, they thought of it more as a okay it's a new audience we're looking at even in terms of right. them reaching right so right. Um, that's how we started like reaching out to people whose work we liked or uh, say places we liked because at the end of the mm-hmm. day it's about the place more than about the person itself that we're talking right uh, right right yeah uh, reaching out to them through cold emails cold uh, messages on um, facebook and instagram and twitter and what not and uh, slowly uh, the idea was to like st- uh, start building this catalog of uh, work that we could eventually mm. uh, showcase sure. to other people and it right. be to bring them on board that's the idea so which means you approached uh, travel bloggers who you on the internet you could find are as in fascinated with travels so you yeah. reached out to them using cold emails and then that's how that entire uh, you know thing happened right yep yeah exactly that's how it happened and uh, i mean luckily now uh, we are in a position even now we do the same thing people in the places we like uh, we kind of target and reach out to them and try and set um, set up interviews um, but now we've been uh, kind of blessed where we also get 
the outreach from listeners, right? People who mm. kind of come right. across us and then they reach out to us and um, we kind of do, uh, I won't really say screening, but we do kind of a little bit of a research in terms of what they have done um, because you don't want, I mean, a lot of people, uh, to be fair to them, they have had great experience in the past, but sometimes you also have to have a way of telling that, right? Because it's not mm. the same thing as you experience something versus going right. and telling that or explaining that same thing to somebody else forget right. in a larger audience right just to one person uh, it's not that easy i myself suck at it that's why you won't find a lot of uh, episodes where <laughs> as and i are talking about our experiences right because we're not that great uh, that's that's a simple reason uh, so we do kind of listen to um, say listeners who reach out to us and uh, kind of pitch ideas as well. But yeah, we do our due diligence also to make sure that uh, there is depth and um, breadth in those conversations. So we okay. kind of get as much information from them as possible. And then uh, it, the process follows through uh, just as it would with um, say somebody else who's a travel writer or a blogger. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen that there are a lot of people when it comes to doing that cold outreach, uh, a lot of people are skeptical as in, uh, you know, I happened to have a conversation with uh, somebody about uh, four weeks back who had reached out to me to check if, uh, you know, his podcasting idea is something that uh, is, is a viable idea. So, and one of the things that he came back to me was that, you know, it's his problem uh, of reaching out to somebody and uh, checking if they can be a guest on his show. So for their interest, I would like to know from you, when you started off, Mm-hmm. For every outreach that you did, did you get a response? Uh, no, I mean, uh, like with anything else, right? Even if, uh, a lot of people would have probably uh, had this experience when you're trying to, say, apply for new jobs, right? You send out uh, 100 emails and you probably get responses to about 20 of them or whatever, right? Depending on uh, how right. good the day is and uh, how good of a day the person who you reached out to is having, right? Uh, just right. like that, even this, because... Obviously, people have their priorities and everything, but you try to keep it as um, simple as possible. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that initial email or initial outreach, it should kind of um, arouse some sort of interest also, right? It should arouse curiosity as to oh, what is right. it like to know more. So uh, that would be my idea. Like keep that initial email very brief, but at the same time, try to give an idea of what we're doing. That way, at least the person tries to reach out. If you overwhelm them with a lot of information, if they kind of make up their, uh, in their mind, if they make up, um, say, uh, an idea of what this is about and they are not uh, too keen on it, then they might just give it a pass and not even reply to you. So the first challenge right. is to get that uh, response, right? Because after that, right. most people I've seen is once they've responded or uh, once we've had that initial chat, uh, most people are responsive and willing to kind of experiment. But if you overwhelm them with a lot of information, and uh, again, to be fair, uh, sometimes even the simplest of things, they might not come across very easily when you put them on an email, right? Uh, the tone and okay. everything might not be the best. So I try to keep that uh, information as little as possible. At the same time, it should be um, something that arouses curiosity at there. And and I've had, uh, thankfully, I've had a decent uh, hit rate, I would say, in that case, people responding to me. But yeah, there have been mm-hmm. several. I can still remember my first email I sent. I did not hear back from that guest. <laughs> okay. No, I, I can understand. As in, it's, it's about keeping it going. As in, um, you might not get a response, but then if you, st- just because you didn't get a response to your first couple of emails, if you stop doing it, then 
and i'm sure the musafir stories would never have happened if you didn't do it after that first guest never responded absolutely and yeah you will find that as uh underlying theme and most of the um most of the say responses i gave or uh, even in the journey of the podcast right like consistency mm-hmm. has been one of the things that uh, i kind of stress on as much as possible um because at the beginning right. when you're starting things out um say audience may like it or may not like it um it might get good response from say media picking it up or whatever right. right a lot of things are there through the journey of the podcast as you'll uh, find out but um all of these they are not completely under your control right there's only so much you can do right. beyond that people liking it or not liking it it's not everybody's cup of tea but one thing that's completely under your control is consistently putting out the content right so that's right. why i stress that um if nothing at least focus on consistency and uh, other things will fall in line and fall in place uh, with time um, but consistency i mean it's completely under your control so kind of keep at it and okay. uh, i think uh, eventually you will get what you uh, you set out for at the beginning so uh, you know one final thing on uh, you know how how you produce your uh, shows so uh, on the interviews how do you structure your interviews is it uh, something that where you have uh, a framework or something or is just impromptu um we do have a framework um, there is a very vague skeleton that we usually uh, kind of have and this kind of carries through in most of the episodes it's only to um, again ideally you would have something that's very impromptu but at the same time we thought at a high level at least we should have a structure somewhere because for somebody who's coming back uh, to listening to this episodes uh, they should know when to expect what to expect if they want to just go to jump to that part of the interview and start listening to it so at right. the end we have some sort of a framework and it also makes it easier both for the guest and for us right to if you have a little bit of a structure uh, you know what to expect you don't get overwhelmed at the beginning uh, like some people are not as comfortable uh, doing uh, impromptu chats they prefer mm. to have a little bit of a preparation coming into this and all of that right, right. so right. um just to make sure that everybody is um, covered or at least to some level we have uh, a structure we send it out as a form for high level uh, just in an email we don't complicate it too much not too much uh, in terms of say automation and stuff like that where we send out a template where the guest has to fill out their details all of that right. we try to keep it uh, very minimal we tried actually doing that at the beginning to kind of um, get more information from the guest and then form the um, form the interview format based off of that and all of that uh, one we noticed mm-hmm. it takes obviously it takes a little bit of work second right um, a lot of these guests coming in like uh, to be honest and fair to them um, they are doing this because they are perhaps as passionate as you or more passionate than you about this place about the subject right whatever that subject may be for right. the other podcast so uh, in one way they are also uh, coming to it only due to that underlying uh, objective right it's not because right for us podcast is not that we're paying our guests to get on it for most cases we're not right uh, unless it's right. a celebrity podcast i guess they get paid but otherwise it's not so even they are taking time off of their other um, uh, shows and their usual schedule to come on to this so try and keep it simple this what i've learned in these days so we kind of uh, did away with that process i guess in the first 7 8 weeks once we mm-hmm. saw that um, 
responses were not forthcoming and some people would just get uh, like so overwhelmed that oh I have to like provide them so much information now and they would right, just yeah. go cold on you they would stop responding so we do have this but we just keep it like very high level uh, you won't even like some people won't even feel that oh this is the format that they're sending we just uh, set it, uh, send it in uh, terms of oh this is going to be the flow of it like you uh, kind of shared some pointers right uh, to mm. before the before this conversation just like that right. say, right. hey, these are the things these are the topics we are going to be touching upon let me know if you're not comfortable talking to any of these or if you'd like to add anything to that right so we'll just keep it at that level and the other things um, they just fall in place as we kind of fill those blanks right up. yeah right yeah yeah thanks so uh, now on to the the most difficult piece uh, when it comes to podcasting what are your methods that you use for promotion as in is there some kind of an outreach that you do uh, you know is there or is there some kind of an agency that you're working with or is it just natural organic uh, you know traffic how is it how is it happening yeah it's 100% organic i i wish i could say that i'm working with an agency who <laughs> does the magic for me um but unfortunately the kind of uh, the, the the only the only investment in this is time and uh, a little bit of the passion for this like i said right that's it uh, there's mm-hmm. no monies or anything involved in this uh, either from a marketing budget or an agency working for us and all of that um, it's been organic we've been very lucky i think one of the things that we made sure we did when we were starting out was some people tend to pick this up a little later once the podcast catches some steam right uh, but we mm-hmm. right from the get go we had a website and uh, we made sure we were um, kind of visible on uh, at least the popular two or three social media platforms right. because that's where most of my guests and their followers lived right uh, especially because okay. i was yeah. closely working with travelers and travel bloggers that made sense okay. so made sure that we were on facebook twitter instagram and uh, we had a website we had an email and uh, through the website and the email um, through a simple contact form people uh, who wanted to reach to uh, reach out to us they had that uh, ability to reach out to us right so that was the mm-hmm. main uh, this one and uh, uh, thankfully like there is a little bit in terms of first more advantage as well right nobody was doing it uh, in the travel space and even back in the day there was not too many podcasts even uh, if you look at from an indian perspective right there was right right so all of those things kind of helped out uh, uh, we've just been plain lucky also in a lot of instances just because like travel um, sometimes i mean not to say it in a demeaning way or um, not even in a pompous way but it is a little bit of a glamorous subject right uh, right uh, it st- uh, strikes a chord with anybody it doesn't have to you don't have to limit your audience to only people who do this or do that right travel right. everybody some way form or the other we do travel right uh, right yeah styles different preferences all of that uh, but it strikes a chord with most people so i think that might have been also a factor that uh, a lot of people were willing to give us a try right uh, whether right. They came back or not that's secondary so um, that was one thing and the biggest factor i think of all um, was this uh, we were working with uh, travel writers and travel bloggers and these are people with their um, already established following right so right. Way, the idea was because we ourselves the two of us Faiza and I uh, like i said not social media stars or anything we had no following literally i would never actually even though i'd been on facebook for the longest time i would never 
post any updates it was just a way of connecting with uh, long lost cool friends and what not that, that right. for me i never would, would post so i'm i lo- was literally pushed into social media because of the uh, podcast in itself but yeah there they had a established following there the guests we had influencers in their own rights right so uh, that way we kind of the idea was to like use that also as a um, as a platform right uh, for to reach right. out their, their followers their uh, readers or whatever it was and then uh, hoping in the hope that like some of them would stick back right obviously not all right. of them yeah. will continue and love the podcast and does not but some of them would uh, eventually and i guess it just built up momentum like that so like imagine we've had like 90 episodes now so that's like about um, 90 guests i would say so okay. quite a bit right you're reaching out to say um, 90 different groups of those individual uh, guests we Correct, had yeah so that way that right. kind of helped quite a bit in the beginning you're good and you know that that point that you mentioned about having a website it, it always helps to have some kind of a real estate on the internet especially uh, you know considering that podcast uh, is a medium where you know you you listen to it and then there is nothing that you can go back and refer to but yeah. a website is something that i've seen is is a good way of uh, you know redirecting your people so that they st- stay connected with you and i think that's a you know good point as in you started off with a website it's nice because a lot of people uh, don't actually give that kind of an importance to setting up a website yeah uh, right. i would, uh, absolutely agree to that and especially it uh, did a lot even though we did not uh, like invest too much into like building up their seo it is important if somebody can do it you should do it uh, i would say like now uh, looking back at it but uh, that way it did help a lot as well like it made us easier uh, one obviously when people were looking up for us and even when people were in general looking for other um say content suggestions right in podcasting mm. indie podcast if somebody looked that up uh, there was a good chance that you show up if you have a website uh, as against if you don't because that space right. is still broken right uh, discovery is not the easiest thing for people who are looking to uh, try and find content that uh, is of right. their it's still a big problem so google uh, for all uh, b- b- for all purposes google was the only thing that you could actually go to and try so if you have a website and if you have decent amount of seo you've invested in um it's a, there's a good chance that you'll be discovered, not just by right. the media houses, but also by a lot of listeners who are try, trying to look for new content. Right. Yeah. So on that piece, you know, another thing that I wanted to know. So are you currently monetizing your show or if you're not or if how what is your long term outlook on monetizing your show? I'll be honest with this. Uh, always, uh, usually when people start talking about monetizing, uh, the answer I give is not what they're uh, wanting to hear. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, right, I've always had this at the back of my mind. I feel that um, as long as I'm doing this um, without looking at too much in terms of returns, like money, basically, right? I'm not doing this for money. I'll be uh, true right. to this. I'll be honest to this. And uh, my... Um, say objective and just the objective of the podcast it won't be driven by oh i have to do this because somebody's ad has to play on this or somebody like basically i have a boss who i have to get back to right so right. Uh, it hasn't been i've I haven't i've never looked at this as a, a sort of assignment right that's the that's mm-hmm. it um for me it's always been a passion project and uh, i would love to keep it as that as long as i can um but i do completely understand that for a lot of lot of people um who want to do this and who want to do this seriously 
uh, and there has to be some sort of form of a return, right? Um, right. Money actually is what speaks in uh, a lot of these things because if you want to improve on quality, you have to invest in uh, whatever the equipment or the marketing or whatever it might be, right? So money speaks. So I do uh, understand that monetization is uh, an important part of this puzzle that has uh, still to be solved. Uh, but yeah, to your question, if um, we have been monetized. So we've worked with uh, Audioboom in the past. So uh, mm-hmm. they have actually been a great, great partner, especially given the Indian uh, sphere, given the Indian ecosystem. They've actually been a great partner and actually whatever little m- monies, right? It's not too much. It's not something that you can make a living off of. Um, just right. by podcasting, it's not that. We haven't made that sort of money through them, but still they have been... Uh, quite uh, aggressive and outgoing in terms of reaching out to advertisers, trying to kind of onboard um, a lot of these marketers and advertisers onto podcasts and have them experiment, right? Because this is something that a lot of advertisers are still like keeping or maintaining their distance from, right? They don't want to experiment as much because um, a lot of things like um, there's uh, no standard, right? To start off with, there's no benchmark to compare against and uh, you only get to compare against radio or YouTube, which are both of which are completely different in their own right. Um, so there's a lot of problems. And uh, that's how, uh, I mean, that's how it still remains. Uh, uh, the market itself, it's very, very nascent. Uh, there's no right. numbers to speak of and everything. And in spite and despite of that, Audio Boom kind of kept at it. And uh, we did like a number of um, campaigns with Audio Boom for a few brands. And we mm-hmm. made a few monies through those uh, advertising, the revenue, ba- the ad-based revenue model, right? So it did right. that. Um, there's also been a little bit in terms of um, exclusive content that we did through which it's monetized. It's never right. been like a constant source of income, though. Um, it's on and off. Mm-hmm. I guess with a lot of the passion economy, that's how it is. It's not right. Uh, ongoing thing. It's not like a paycheck, right? That you get at the end of every month. It's not like that. Um, but on and off, we have made um, some money. But again, it's not something that you can completely um, survive off of and uh, quit your job. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's as in it's that passion that that keeps you going, especially from as in in the podcasting industry. But uh, you know, I think uh, from a monetization perspective, it is a little too early for us to even think when it comes to India. And, uh, you know, comes to uh, advertisers accepting podcasting as a medium where, uh, you know, they can get the best uh, return on investment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we do see that um, there is a lot of data points as well as information available about how, like, ads, um, how effective podcasting as a medium or a platform can be for uh, us as well. But all of that is in the U.S., right? Here, there's no data and uh, there's not... Uh, enough people also to kind of watch for it and say that um, yes it's helped me improve so uh, yeah to be fair to the advertisers there's not too much they can work off of it but somewhere this circle it has to complete right otherwise we'll be stuck in this um, same this one that there's no money in it right I uh, there's no improvement in quality of the content or the content itself that's not improving uh, not more listeners are coming in because of that and then eventually it goes back to the same th- uh, thing. So it is a never-ending circle you get into. Uh, as long as there's a viable financial model or a revenue model around this, we'll still face that same challenge, uh, right? We have to figure out, like YouTube right. kind of figured out how they would monetize creators, right? So they did. Right, uh, right. Somebody was paying for it. Uh, so somebody was making content. And 
as a result the audience got to enjoy the content so somehow we have to come up with a model like that advertising somehow it hasn't worked out in the past uh, forget about a nascent market like india uh, it'll take <laughs> a few more years uh, but what's promising is people are looking at other options also right there has been this patron supported model uh, there's uh, been right. other subscription based model and uh, uh, bigger players are actually becoming a little more serious about podcasting as well like for example spotify yeah. has to the free now so a lot of things right. are promising uh, there is especially with uh, you would have noticed this also dilip because you've been making podcasts for a little bit uh, in the past year in the past year uh, and a half or so since um, audible came into this um, spotify came into this there has been a little bit of a funny money as you would call it that's been going around right. uh, some right, some right. people are making money off of this um, but again i would s- not say that there is a viable financial model or a revenue model around this uh, that will make this sustainable in the long run there isn't right now it's the fund money investor money whatever money that is that's going around and um, that's how there is a little bit of a hype and bubble around podcasting but for this to be like long term and for this to be sustainable um, there has to be something that's more viable than um, say just ads or uh just correct patron based or whatever that might be um we we right. have that point yet though yeah okay so uh, you know on to a couple of my last uh, questions that i had so one is uh, you know if you are to give an advice to somebody who is starting off with podcasting uh, what are three things that you will uh, you know advise them on hmm. um first thing i would say have a very 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 clear idea as to what you're doing and why you're doing this right um, because that's what will continue to drive i'm not saying it's not possible to pivot in the future but at least when you start off start with an idea so point one would be have that idea second is don't worry about the audience don't worry about the download numbers they will come and they will follow when they have to follow but uh, focus on the idea first which is again going back to the first point and lastly okay. uh, like i said uh, consistency will be an underlying theme of whatever gyan i share with you so be consistent right uh, whatever um, even if you don't have all the time in the world to kind of give to this um, and make this without expecting returns for years together define a time right it might be 3 months it might be 6 months but for those 6 mm-hmm. months so 3 months whatever it is put out um, Uh, content consistently uh, like it promised to start while you start off put out on that uh, on that frequency don't compromise on the consistency of it and in the meantime it doesn't mean that just keep on putting bad content consistently right uh, try to incrementally improve on the quality because those initial 3 to 6 months i think those will be the most important um, that will make or break your next um, your next kind of path you take right whether you right. so you don't do this those 3 to 6 months will be uh, i think the most telling so focus on these three, uh, three things is what i would say to anybody who's looking at starting out a podcast and again guys podcast is not youtubing if you're doing this for if you want to feel like a celebrity or whatever you you're doing this i, I don't think this is the right medium maybe get on youtube and try that um, right. because it's a very slow medium like i said right very slow it's not everybody's cup of tea so uh, if you're uh, looking at uh, instant fanfare and all of that i don't think podcasting is uh, going to be your medium something yeah something yeah. that they should get into right absolutely agree on that wonderful so uh, one last piece what's your favorite uh, which which shows do you listen to what are your favorite uh, podcasting shows 
um mine uh, my podcasting ha- listening habits have varied widely <laughs> over time they've gone from the days when i actually used to have a good set of six or seven subscribed shows and i would religiously listen to them uh, my initial days were like mostly like i said uh, on the, mostly the western based podcasts right uh, right so, um all of your npr shows and stuff like that this american life reply all those are the ones i would listen to back in the day and then slowly when serial and all of those came and you had um the concept of seasons and all of those come and uh, you had basically that's when the concept of uh, binge listening also kind of started off right so mm-hmm. i went through right. that phase and now um i'm in the phase where i'm actually um kind of just i pick up a topic and i listen to as many podcasts on that topic as possible i think it uh, is a great way to if for somebody who's looking to get information or get familiarized with a subject it's a great way so i'm kind of playing around with uh, that now uh, but i'll give you a couple of um, interesting ones um, that i kind of um, f- stumbled upon recently right um mm-hmm. there is this um podcast there's a true crime podcast in india i don't know how many of uh, us would have even thought that we'd see a day where uh, there would be true crime uh, podcast coming out of india there's one called k h o o n i honi the crimes of india i believe so they put out uh, great stuff and this is like a covid baby it came out of uh, covid and it's interesting oh. uh, to kind of listen to a lot of um, true crime stuff that you've usually read in the papers you've read bits and pieces but to kind of listen to the whole thing as um, from beginning to end right where it kind of started and uh, how it ended up thing so uh, i, I kind of find that quite interesting so that's kind of been a muse in the <laughs> recent days that i nice yeah it's interesting so i would tune into that podcast and i would want to listen to it <laughs> yeah uh, a lot of stuff coming out of india i mean uh, now especially like i said right, with spotify and audible and all of these um, uh, even gana and uh, savan and all of them they are coming out with their own originals and stuff like that right so with that there is options now to pick and choose uh, as against back in the day when we started out i think if there was 50 shows or so that were being produced from india consistently that was also a little bit of an overstatement i would say um but right. yeah ivm i guess uh, also needs to take a, little, a lot of credit for that because they were kind of the pioneers right when uh, nobody had literally bet on this uh, they kind of started right. out indian content consistently so uh, yeah a lot of ivm shows also i'm a big fan of uh, cyrus says and uh, it's not on uh, ivm anymore but seen and the unseen amit varma's seen and the unseen is also another uh, great uh, podcast for somebody um, who's looking to listen to uh, topics related to india should uh, mm. check mm. out nice uh, so it was a there a lot of informative uh, pieces uh, that i could gather and i'm sure the audience would also have uh, got a lot of these golden nuggets in between so very interesting conversation very nice it was uh, interesting to hear about uh, the musafir stories and how you guys manage it along with your full time job a big thank you for taking the time out coming on the show and giving us all of this information thank you dilip it's been my pleasure it's firstly it's been great catching up with you again because we've missed these in person uh, meetups right. and working events that we've had in the past so it's great to catch up but yeah beyond that uh, thank you for giving me a platform to kind of share this journey because uh like i said at the when you start out at the beginning everything seems overwhelming but uh when you kind of put out content for a little bit and then you 
<laughs> look back at it it uh, kind of gives you a good feeling just kind of right. the difficult and uh, challenging times that you had at the beginning uh, so thank right. you for uh, giving us an opportunity to uh, share that story thanks thanks a lot uh, saif i'm sure from an audience perspective for people who are planning to start an, uh, a podcast there is a lot of uh, good information that was there and um, you know your experience will help them start on the right note and it was a very interesting conversation it was very interesting i really loved the conversation uh thanks a lot once again for coming on the show and i look forward to talking to you again sometime uh later in person or maybe you know in some other show uh but <laughs> thanks a lot for taking the time out thank you elip the pleasure is all mine and uh, i hope your audience also finds value in this thank you thanks a lot you have a wonderful rest of the day thank you elip I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Saif. If you did, then don't forget to subscribe to the show to stay updated with the latest episodes. Do visit the podcastinguniversity.com for the show notes and the resources mentioned in this episode. This Hubhopper original is available on other podcasting platforms as well like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, etc. in addition to Hubhopper. If you wish to book a podcast discovery call with me to check if your podcasting idea is something that is feasible to build a podcast on then go to the podcastinguniversity.com and use the booking form there to book a 30 minute slot with me if you have any questions or comments you can leave that at the podcastinguniversity.com and i will respond to each of your comments and questions personally until i come back in about a couple of weeks with another interesting episode on the podcasting university stay subscribed to the show and you all have a wonderful rest of the week and stay safe and take care is hub hopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.